All gas and no brakes. That's how Lincoln Riley opened up fall camp. Even with the NCAA, NCAA's mandated acclimation period, USC's first day of fall camp was fast and physical. We're going to talk about who looked impressive, not just individuals, but groups. Um, and a specific group um, that tends to get a lot of negative notoriety. And we also got a recruiting uh, update. USC's got a ton of momentum, and they've their classes really picked up the pace. We're going to tell you why, and if there's more to look forward to. That's what's coming up next on Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thanks for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're listening, wherever you download your podcast for free, or watching on YouTube, thanks for coming along for the ride. We appreciate you. We're growing. And if you are watching on YouTube, go ahead and uh, hit that subscribe button. Give me some feedback. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. And if you got some questions you want answered, Send them on in. We'll do a we'll do a mailbag show here uh, as soon as I have uh, enough questions to answer. So, without you, the show means nothing. So, thanks for coming along. All right. So, fall camp is underway. Uh, the Trojans opened their first day uh, this past Friday. I'm recording recording this episode Sunday evening for you to watch or listen to on Monday. Um, first day of camp. Friday morning, 7 a.m. Typically in the past, USC has held practices in the afternoon. And um, <sighs> discipline over default. You know, that's that's been a buzz phrase uh, that's been used recently with, with the team. Um, it might mean something. It might mean nothing. Uh However, it's all in, in how uh, how everybody interprets the, those words. They're, they're more than just words. Um, it, it means doing what's necessary in order to achieve success. Um, and, and that means sometimes getting up earlier than you want to. So if I have to get up early to go cover USC practice, I'm willing to install that discipline over my default of enjoying to sleep in. So uh, I'm there. I'm part of the process now as well. And who said that uh, the first day of fall camp can't be physical? I saw no signs of that uh, that early Friday morning. They jumped right into it. Um, leading up to practice, uh, one of the things we like to do, again, the media is only allowed to watch the first 20, 25 minutes uh, so it basically entails strength and conditioning. Um, and, and then when the, the team kind of splits up into their position, gr position groups to start doing some uh, some drills. Uh, for the first day of camp, I, I focused, I would say, 90% of my time watching the defense, uh, only because it gives me the best vantage point uh, where the media is allowed to meander and kind of walk around to kind of see what's really going on. Uh, 
Um, I'll focus on the offense on Monday when we get to go back. Uh, our part of the uh, over on wrsc.com, one of the things I like to do for practice reports is called the notes and observations report. And I'm not reporting about, you know, who caught what pass from which quarterback. Um, you know, I'll give you some of that stuff. And if, if we get to see some one-on-ones, um, I'll definitely uh, parlay uh, what we see if, if we're allowed to. But what what I like to bring to the table from a unique perspective on the notes and observations is when the team is arriving for practice, um, who looks good, who's injured, um, those types of things. One of the first things that I noticed um, was, right, let me rephrase that. One of the first things I heard was when Alex Stadhouse, uh, USC's kicker, came up the came up the ramp as he headed on over to Howard Jones Field. Um, his first comment, and he always has something to say to the media, uh, was, it feels like the last first day of school. Alex is a senior, and what he was talking about was, hey, this is my last fall camp, first day. He's going to enjoy it. He's going to soak in every last moment is what I is what I got out of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, some of the other things that we observed on that first day, even though the, the, the team wasn't in pads, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, it, it was a very fast-paced and physical practice. Um, the linebackers uh, were doing some light tackling drills uh, while doing some hard punching. They weren't punching each other um, they were actually punching the football as they were going through the tackling technique. Um, but that drill had all the makings of a, some violent assaults going on. So as fall camp progresses and the pads come on, um, I can tell that uh, Brian, Brian Odom and Roy Manning and Sean Nua and Alex Grinch and Dante Williams, uh, they're going to have that defensive group uh, playing very physical. Um, if, if they're willing to do it without the pads, I can can only imagine what it's going to be like when the pads come on. Uh, as far as more physicality, uh, the linemen, they were attacking the blocking sleds, punching, shaking, rattling roll, uh, and they were also diving and tackling those rolling padded donuts. Uh, if you've been on Twitter or been over there on wearesc.com, I'm sure you've seen some of the uh, highlight videos that we've been putting up from the first day. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Nothing better than watching a 280-pound guy diving at the ground trying to improve his tackling technique. And when they're not doing it with pads, it's, it's even more fun to watch. Uh, could mean something, could mean nothing. One of the first pairings that I saw at cornerback had Sierra Wright um, on one side of the field with, uh, not on one side, but he was paired up with Mackay Blackman. One of the things that uh, the defense does right out of strength, out of the strength and conditioning session is you have first string, second string, third string, fourth string groups. They run out to Brian Kennedy field, line up at their positions, snap of the ball. They drop roll and run to the corner of the end zone. And they break down in front of coach Dante Williams with that first team grouping. Uh, Sierra Bla Sierra Wright was with Mackay Blackman. 
to kind of put that into context, back in spring, Dante Williams had um, singled out the freshman, Sia Wright, uh, and was asking is, you know, where his priorities were. Sierra is a very talented young man. Not only is he a talented defensive back on the football team, but he's a good, very good student, and he has an acting career. So Dante wanted to, you know, he wanted to know, you know where where Sierra's priorities. Apparently, he proved something during the offseason, during the summer, because, you know, again, he was matched up with Mackay Blackman, who most think is going to be one of the starting cornerbacks uh, when USC opens the season up against Rice. So, again, we'll keep an eye on that as fall camp uh, rolls along. Uh, All the DBs look much bigger. Um, One individual guy who caught my eye was Zamarian Gordon, safety. Uh, He could easily pass for a linebacker. Huge. Um, They... They definitely looked all locked in from the offseason. Uh, that weight room was used very efficiently. You know what else was was locked in besides the defensive backs and what you can do? You can head on over to LockedIn.com because as you gear up for the fall, uh, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. And LinkedIn Jobs is here to help you make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. You can use simple tools like screening questions, which make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want us to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So go ahead, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your jobs for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Okay. Uh, Continuing on with fall camp uh, in this segment, uh, it's not just the fans who are excited and the media who's noticed the difference uh, this this offseason heading into fall camp. Even the players, uh, they've noticed a difference. I mentioned uh, Alex Stadhouse at the top there. Uh, He's recognized this as his... uh, last fall camp. Um, he's going to enjoy every day of it, knowing who Alex is. He's He'll, he'll, he'll soak in every moment. Big Daddy Justin Dietrich, offensive lineman. Um, every practice, he, he greets everybody with a smile, and he always has something to say. And uh, Saturday, Friday morning, excuse me, uh, he greeted everybody with, how is everyone? And this really feels different. I'm not sure what that meant with Justin, but he's usually very profound. So uh, when when Justin talks, he's kind of like E.F. Hutton. Everybody listens. If you need to understand that reference, the internet and Google is your friend. E.F. Hutton, 
Look it up. <laughs> All right. Um, and, and Justin would know. Justin would definitely know when something feels different. He's he's seen the highs and he's seen the lows in his time at USC, mostly lows. So he can probably sense something is in the air. And I, I think he senses something positive in the air. Um, I saw Jordan Addison up close for the first time in his uniform. I saw him at the uh, the day before fall camp on Thursday when USC hosted the local beat writers for their media meet and greet. Um, but this time, Jordan had his helmet on, wearing his cleats, and he was wearing that semi-retired uh, number three jersey that Carson Palmer wore when he wore the Heisman. When Jordan was running towards Howard Jones Field, had that helmet on. I almost did a double take wondering, am I looking at Keyshawn Johnson or Curtis Conway? He really fills out that uniform very well. Um, USC just didn't get a fast receiver. They got a very well put together physical specimen. Uh, I, I It's really understandable how he, why he won the Bolitnikov and why Caleb wanted him on this team so bad and made sure that USC did everything in their power to to help convince that uh, Jordan should spend one more year in college and USC was a place to be. Uh, another person, or Coach Sean Nua, has quickly jumped to the top of the leaderboard for uh, my favorite assistant coach. So he had the quote of the day. I mentioned uh, the defensive linemen were uh, tackling donuts. Um, I think this happened right when Kobe Pepe, USC's no guard, nose guard, did a diving tackle and uh, kind of rolled, rolled with a donut, I, working on his tackling technique. He says, we ain't waiting for no effing pads to come on and hit, end quote. So uh, that was the clean version. Again, we ain't waiting for the effing pads to come on to hit, end quote. He just has that defensive mentality, and I'll tell you what. He looks like a fun guy to want to play for, and uh, hopefully the recruits are noticing that. Hint, hint, they are. We'll get to that here shortly. Um, another thing that caught my eye, and this was really impressive, and but for a different reason, uh, at USC's practice, we have something called, in the notes and observations report, no, it's known as Rehab Island. This is a section of the practice facility that separates Brian Kennedy Field from Howard Jones Field, and it's where the injured players hang out uh, when they can't participate. Rehab Island was very sparsely populated on the first day. The only two players that I noticed uh, were Mo Hassan, backup quarterback, who is recovering from off-season surgery, as well as freshman Zion Branch, the safety from Bishop Gorman, Las Vegas, out of Las Vegas. Uh, number one, Zion Branch, he uh, had a, a leg injury during the summer. He's wearing one of those uh, soft leg casts that make you walk around with a peg leg. Um, those are the only two players I noticed. I understand uh, the transfer from Utah, Carson Tabarachi, uh, also wasn't able to participate. But two or three guys to begin camp, those are the only guys missing, that's a good number. And uh, 
one last note on Zion Branch, man-child. He already has a college-ready body. It's a shame that uh, he's not able to participate because by the end of the season, he definitely would uh, be part of that rotation in one way, one way, shape, or another. I have no doubt about that. If you're not familiar with the last name Branch, he uh, he comes from a good legacy. His his uncle Cliff was just uh, just. He just entered the Hall of Fame this weekend, along with former Trojan offensive lineman Tony Baselli. Um, on that note, uh, USC is still a football factory, and they will continue to develop football players and produce them for the NFL. And USC now has the largest alumni in the NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame with 14 members, with Tony Baselli joining the other 13. So there you go. Um, good news there. That that happened during the second the second day of fall camp that the media wasn't allowed to attend. Day two and day three were at the Coliseum um, without the media. Uh, whether or not they got more physical, I'm sure they did. Uh, I know on day three the pads came on, at least the shoulder pads. Uh, there's again. They're going through the acclimation period. Uh, but, you know, day one was physical enough. And after that practice session, um, Riley was asked about it, if you know, if he was being too physical and pushing too hard. And he recognizes it, um, but he said that, you know, he and the staff will, you know, there'll be a point when they'll have to ease up before they get, they get into fall camp. But that point is definitely not right now. And he even explained that, hey, look, you know, um, quote, I think you, you just create that expectation coming into it. We grinded these guys all spring. We had a very demanding summer. They were prepared to come in here. I don't think anybody was shocked uh, by the pace of practice or the amount of reps we took or even the physicality, even though we didn't have pads on, end quote. Um, again, on Sunday, Tonight, or today, in the morning, they held practice with uh, the pads on. I'm recording this episode Sunday night. You're watching and listening Monday morning, hopefully. I will be back at the Coliseum for practice fall camp day four. Uh, practice will be in the evening, and uh, we'll see how padded up they are. Again, this is all part of the NCAA's mandated acclimation period. <clears throat> um. Another player who caught my eye on that first day of camp was when I was watching um, the kick returners under the direction of running backs coach Kyle McDonald. Uh, Ray League Brown is going to be a very special player, especially once he learns the playbook, uh, pass protection, all the little things that make you become a, that take you from being a talented player to a very good college player. Rayleigh has to learn all these things. And 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 Coach uh, Riley was very candid about that. Um, Rayleigh's speed, his elusiveness, his ability to uh, make something happen with the ball in his hands was very apparent on that first day. But again, he's got a lot to learn. And um, by the end of the year, he will make an impact for this team. And it's going to probably going to be initially at special on special teams, but I, I think he will work his way into the rotation at running back. 
But again, get that pass protection down, work on ball security, learn the nuances of, of playing the game at this level. And look, he, he likes to be coached. And that's all you can ask of a freshman. So we'll see what Ray Leak turns into as the season goes on. As fall camp proceeds. Uh, Eric Gentry was another guy who caught my eye. The transfer linebacker from Arizona State. He looks more like a tight end. Um, six foot five, six foot six, well put together. Uh, he's the type of guy who, you know what? You say, hey, get in the end zone, jump ball. I understand why he's such an intriguing prospect. Um, he looked really excited to be a part of the program. From what I saw, uh, he's running with the third team, fourth team group right now. One of the first things you'll see um, at, at, at practices, and you'll, you might have noticed this in some of the uh, practice highlight clips that we've put together, um, right after the team breaks out of strength and conditioning, uh, the defensive group stays on Brian and Kennedy Field, and they they break into their uh, depth chart, so to speak, and they run out to the middle of the field, line up at their positions, snap of the ball, they drop, roll, and then run to the corner of the end zone and break down in front of Coach Dante Williams. Well, um, Eric Gentry... He might not be with the starters. I have a feeling eventually he will. He is the type of athlete that USC has been missing. And they're starting to get them again. They're starting to recruit them as well. We're almost there recruiting fans. I'll get there in, the, in our last segment. Uh, one other guy, freshman, who, who caught my eye, much bigger than I anticipated, was rush edger Devin Tompkins. I don't know if uh, he'll be a part of the rotation this year, but he definitely passes the eyeball test. Um, I enjoyed watching the defensive line get their work in on that first day. Um, whether they were hitting the blocking sleds, whether they were uh, tackling the donuts, they were having a good time under the watchful eye of Roy Manning, Coach Nua, the linebackers. Man, they were doing some violent stuff over there. Um, again, light tackling, punching at the football with Brian Odom. I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I have a feeling the defense is going to be better than last year. That's not saying a lot. <laughs> they only had one way to go, and that was up. Nevertheless, um, we'll see what the what the team looks like day four fall camp when they are removed from the cone of silence. Um, over there at the Coliseum. Days two and three, they were by themselves uh, without the media able to watch. Uh, but you can bet we'll be there on Monday. And you can also head on over to betonline.net because they are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. So you can find all of your favorite sports and events. It's the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. So head on over to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. 
All right. Before we get out of here, we've got one segment we want to talk about some recruiting. USC's recruiting has picked up the momentum, and it's because they picked up the pace. In the last, I'd say, 20, 21 days, three-week three week period, USC has had four commitments, three on the defensive side of the ball, and one for each level. You had, first off, you had Taka Curtis at linebacker. You then had Maliki Crawford, um, who committed, is going to be playing cornerback for USC. On Saturday, while the team was practicing inside the Coliseum, Braylon Shelby, the uh, defensive end rush edge from Friendswood out of uh, near Houston, Texas, he committed to USC over the Texas Longhorns. And the fourth player in that uh, quartet, um, even though he plays offensive line, uh, Trojan fans, you'll have to deal with it. Uh, Micah Banuelos. Uh, he was the fourth commitment in a 20, 21 day time frame for Lincoln Riley. Not bad. And with those numbers, the USC was able to improve their national ranking. They've jumped up to number 11 in the on three network. Um, 24-7 has USC's class number 12, and Rivals has their national ranking number 13. Uh, USC has the number one class in the Pac-12 uh, across all networks. Uh, there, So I mentioned Braylon Shelby committed over the weekend. Um, are there is there more on the way? Well, you know, I know USC feels really solid and really good about Alani Noah, the offensive lineman up there in Northern California. Will he be a commit by the time uh, USC heads up to Stanford to play their game the weekend of September 10th? That's how fast, uh, the, that's how quickly things are, are changing for USC recruiting classes, their fortunes. I mean, they're number 11 on the On3 network nationally. Everybody in the top 10 has at least 18 commits. USC only has 15. And what if I told you USC had more five-star commits than Georgia? They do. They have two more than Georgia, the reigning national champions. USC has two five-stars. Georgia actually has zero. Where Georgia makes up the gap and why they have the number three nationally ranked class is they have 14 four-stars to USC's 10. Um, And, you know, when you start looking at the percentages, you know, they... That's a really nice percentage to have. 77% of your class be four-star. And to only have, only, when I say only four, three-stars, um, that's, a, that's a good ratio. USC, they, they're clocking, checking in at number 11. As you can see, the way they're recruiting right now, if they continue to win throughout the season, win games, there is zero doubt in my mind that they are going to finish with a top 10 class. Can they be a top five class is really the question. USC gets to 10 wins, 11 wins on the right during the season. Watch out. All right. So there you are. We got to get out of here. I can only give you all the news and notes you can handle in 30 minutes or less. When you're done making Locked On USC your first listen, don't forget to head on over to the Locked On Network. You've got Spencer McLaughlin doing your Locked On Pac-12 and Nate Dickinson doing Locked On Big Ten, your future home USC fans. And when you're done with listening and watching to Locked On USC, 
head on over to wersc.com. We've got a subscription special going right now. You don't want to miss. And that's going to get you all of the uh, recruiting news, notes, nuggets from Scott Schrader. The stuff I can't talk about here because it's VIP. Head on over to wersc.com. We got you covered. I'll be back with another episode on Tuesday covering practice at the Coliseum. So until then, fight on, everyone.